business, it's people to people. And eventually it's called network, it's called collaboration, but it's people to people. Our guest this week is no stranger to networking and has been doing so for several years now, connecting entrepreneurs from Tel Aviv, New York, and now Berlin. Hello, and welcome to Speak Like a CEO, the leading podcast series on CEO communications. I'm Lena Carlson, and I'm here with my co-host Oliver Aus, the CEO of EUIPSO. Hi there. Our guest today is Marley Baum. She's the CEO of W Lounge and has recently also founded the Makta Group. And the Makta Group is a fund that specializes in funding and aims to fund more female founders. She's been described as one of the people shaping female founders' future and opportunities in the Berlin startup ecosystem. And I think for all of us who know Marley well, uh, we know why she's been called that way. Within the startup and tech industry here in Berlin, it is almost impossible not to come across her name and her events, which are splendid, and uh, we're very honored to have her on the podcast this week. So, let's get into the episode. Hope you enjoy. Thank Hi, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we met last week uh, when you had this wonderful event and Lena, I think, spoke to you before, met you before. So it's very hard not to come across your name and your organizations in Berlin when you're interested okay, in the startup scene and, and what's happening in Berlin. But maybe tell us a little bit about your, your background and your organizations. It will be a long time to share like everything. So to make it as short as I can, um, first of all, I came to Berlin five years ago. I was new in Berlin, but I was very not new in business. I raised several companies before. Before I came to Berlin, I have a lot of experience also selling in the U.S., selling in China, working in China, had factories in China. So to be very honest, I'm just bringing a lot of network and smart money and technologies right now to start to be very active in Germany, in Berlin, um, because I think this is the way to grow, to to. to to see the ecosystem really grow. This podcast is obviously all about communications. And when it comes to communications, I think one of the most important things is building and developing your network. And I would almost say nobody does that better than you here in Berlin. Can you let us in on a few of your secrets behind how to build a strong network? There's no secret, to be honest. First of all, I think I enjoy that. And I think if you enjoy something, you just dive into it. Uh, I just also learned that I cannot build a successful company without being a very good network. Even if it's not for myself, it's not for the team, it's for selling the product. Before that, um, my company was developing and producing um, educational toys for kids. So obviously there's huge competition out there. And how we made ourselves different, um, yes, the product were very unique, I would say, but to win the shelves, I, as a CEO, I needed to build a very strong relationship. And eventually I learned through doing a lot of mistakes as well, that business, it's people to people. And eventually it's called network, it's called collaboration, but it's people to people. It's people that know you, that trust you, that you, you know, building relationship, gaining a lot of experience and success for stories together. After several years, it's became a network. When you came to Berlin five years ago, how did you start to build a network? I came to Berlin and I actually still had my company, but I saw that in Berlin, there's so many things that need to be done. And this is so different than New York, than Tel Aviv. People are less communicating, less um, using network to grow, to learn, to even open doors. And um, I actually did what I already did in New York and I already did in Tel Aviv, which I didn't know anyone. I 
remember that the Soul House asked me to talk about my career. And I said, like, no, it's not about me, me, me. But I will use it for different things. And uh, we actually raised together a fantastic event. And to be very honest, it was super selfish because I really wanted to feel home. And feel home is to know a lot of people and to feel like you are at home. And uh, we raised events and we brought some, I would say, experts, speakers, women, but we were very precise what it is. And for me, it was targeting professional women because this is where I feel very natural, very easy to communicate. And uh, I thought it will be maybe 20 ladies. It's okay. I don't know anyone. And it was like over 150 ladies. And I said, oh my God, there is a need here. So to make it super short, I just built my very good Excel sheet. <laughs> and from 10 people, it became 3,000 people. And then I just stopped it because I also know that I'm not a, a person of doing kind of like fun or social stuff. I had to structure that as a business. And then I, you know, I brought my partner and she's amazing and we're doing great stuff together, but we structured that as a business. That's crazy that you say, you know, I already did this in New York and Tel Aviv before. Um, and I guess, you know, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, people say. But Berlin has a very, I think, different environment where people are very closed off to, you know, new ideas and new ways of doing things. But obviously there was like clearly a need for this within the professional community. And I think it's all about having that like one message that obviously resonated with a lot of people and got them, you know, out the door to go and say hi at this event. You totally agree. And I think the differentiation between other ecosystems like uh, New York and Tel Aviv, it's just a lot of competition. It's much more crowded. And back to your question, when I came to Berlin, I just saw blue ocean. You know, blue ocean is like new category. You know, you can define who you want to be and what you want to build and just do it. And I feel so at home today. I cannot even describe that because there is a need, but... I also see that Germany is way, way behind of professional women, female-led startup, even, you know, ladies, fantastic, smart ladies that work in M&A department, venture capitals. The way they are, I would say, promoted or not promoted or, getting, or having challenges, this is a big problem right now in Germany. How important was it for you to have a purpose to reach out to the people and to, to get the response you just described? And maybe also for the audience quickly in, in a sentence, what is the purpose of W Lounge and, and the Magda Fund? So I cannot tell you that I knew exactly what I'm doing. I told you very honestly, it was selfish. I wanted to feel at home. And for me, feeling at home, it's super involved. Mm -hmm. But right now, looking back, the purpose was, first of all, at least to have the same opportunities that ladies had in other markets, at least. It doesn't have to be issued to have like women uh, in leading position, you know, to challenge or to test people by their, I would say, um, abilities and execution and not gender. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but this yeah, is how absolutely. it works. You can see German yeah. corporates that it's all white male board And you know exactly like me how it looks in taking decisions, the way they're going, how they approach new customers or not approaching new customers. This is actually bad for business. There's a lot of different ways to approach gender equality and how we can kind of improve the situation as it is right now. Um, and we were talking about this recently, you know, the fact on this podcast that we've had literally 50-50 women and Amazing. women and men, which has been really cool, but it was really natural for us. And I think it's also very natural for you. But I think the way you're going about it, you know, getting more women to feel comfortable to go out into the investing world, particularly 
when it is so male dominated, I think that's a, a really big task. And obviously it must have some challenges behind getting there. It is, but I cannot see it as a challenge anymore because I've been there, done that. If I can do it, I hope everyone at least can feel he can do it. And, you know, one thing that we are going to do in October, I think I told you already, we're going to celebrate Berlin's success with Waldorf Astoria and Berlin Partner, the Berlin Center, Deutsche Telekom, and like very big key players in Berlin, because we have to talk much more of these success stories out of Berlin, because those successful entrepreneurs becoming overnight for success stories and potential future business angel investors. And this is how a natural, healthy uh, ecosystem is supposed to act. And we don't have it here. And this is really need. There are challenges, but I prefer to see them as an opportunities. So what are the first steps to breaking down the barriers then to get into investing as a woman? I don't see a difference, to be honest. I mean, of course, it's. I was super young when I first time entered in a venture capital room and it was like five guys, okay? Like, of course, they sometimes even don't understand product that, you know, women are developing because they don't know the market. They don't know even the needs. This is a problem. But also irrelevant questions. I have a very good friend in Israel, but this is also showing attitude. So I will tell you the story. She was pregnant in nine months and she went into the room and he asked, asked her, like, would you like a glass of water? And she's like, no, I want $5 million. So like, it's a game, okay? It's a game. But as long as we don't have enough women involved into the, the investment side, as a woman, we are in a bad position. We, we need to over deliver, I mean, go without saying, but it's harder for us to get an access for capital. What you just described, the anecdote, is obviously just, it shows the power of communications and how you can use it to your advantage. Are, are there any um, stories or anecdotes from, from your own experience where you faced maybe prejudice on, on the other side and you, you could use words to alleviate that or, or you know, turn it around and, and you know, use it for you as an opportunity? Absolutely. I mean, I learned because I cried a lot because I felt and, and you know, immediately stood, stand on back and say, like, you can only learn from that and, and move forward. Again, I will back, get back to Berlin. I think because there is so much to do here, I feel like a bit overwhelmed and probably you see me kind of like everywhere, but, <laughs> but I'm not everywhere. I'm super focused and I'm super focused on, on, you know, pushing stuff that I so believe in it and that they will bring a value to the local ecosystem. And definitely with the new fund, we will see it even stronger. So can you explain a little bit about the new fund Magda, what's kind of its whole premise exactly? Of course. Uh, first of all, we launched um, last week part of the W Launch Talks. I'm a Magda movement because we don't want it to be only a fund of fund. Uh, we want it to be a really movement of also men and also women that they will be much more aware of. Uh, we call it making women business ready because there are a lot of women out there they, they are capable of. They just don't have enough skills, enough platform to 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 learn and to grow with it and definitely also women that willing to become a business angel and they don't know even like how to access the market and all of this I think it's a huge benefit for women that really want to have that but right now it's not 100% but I would say it's not that available yet. 
We talked recently actually a lot about campaigning and the kind of impact that can have for a business or nonprofits or politicians. So I guess campaigning is really a really good communications method for a lot of people. And I guess it's the same with a movement, right? Because it kind of motivates and inspires people. How did you kind of come about to creating this I am Magda movement? Because it's catchy. very short, <laughs> I have amazing ladies and also guys, to be very honest, that they're supporting me for a long time. They believe in it. They want to be part of it and they are part of it. Specifically, I'm a Magda came from an amazing business dinner with uh, Cindy Gallup from New York and Susan Danziger, also from New York. And they are phenomenal ladies. And we said, like, okay, this is Magda. So what is Magda? And why Magda? And like, kind of like challenging ourselves. And then we said, and then actually Cindy said, like, I'm a Magda. So what? And, and it was like, so obviously, we just need to define so it will be very sharp what it is and what we want to deliver. But after we did it last week, also at TOA and also a, in, in other conference, people came to me, like investor from Japan, he came to me and he said, like, how can I be a Magda? I said, oh, my God, it was amazing. <laughs> it was, I was so excited. Next you'll get people asking yeah. to sign up, get badges. He was a hats. guy, okay? That's cool, though. <laughs> yes. um, and obviously, I guess the name Magda is female. But when you say I'm a Magda, it doesn't really have any connotations that kind of just makes you feel like you belong to something. Exactly. So Magda, yes, it's a name of a lady, but it's kind of like a code of I'm professional and I'm a superstar and I can do it. It's amazing. How, how, how do you get the word out? You talked about events, going to events, obviously with newsletters, etc. But do you speak to the media? Do you use social media? Where do people find you? Are there blog posts? I'm not speaking to the media. Not yet. I would say in purpose. Because I did a lot of mistakes before as well. And I wanted to be very out there. And I would like the success to talk and not me to talk about what's coming up. This is also something I learned. And the media will come and the media actually coming. But right now we are kind of like not very focusing on that. I'm talking with media when it comes to the movement, when it comes to um, promoting very important things that we are doing. But as me, myself, or self-promotion, it's I don't want to be there yet because I know that I will lose a very good opportunities afterwards if I will blah, blah, blah right now. I think that's really smart to not go down the self-promotion road per se, but we've been connected on LinkedIn now for quite a while and before we actually met in person. And the way you talk about what you're doing is super exciting and super engaging. And it's not, this is what me, me, me is doing. It's all about Berlin, the ecosystem. How can we do this together? And I think you've got the messaging down, really down pat because people are super motivated and excited and they mm. want to get to know more. You know, hashtag I am Magda is probably trending right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm so happy you said that. I mean, yes, I don't see myself as myself in it. It's something that's bigger than I am. And I think that if it's bigger than I am, probably it will be amazing. And I think that the more as we have people, partners, supporters, like in W Launch, we don't have clients or we are not agency. We have partners so that we support them in everywhere, each event, each open doors or each connection. If it's startup, if it's corporate, if it's M&A, even if it's the Berlin Senate, like all of them, they are partners. And if, if I'm going next week to Tel Aviv, so I, I'm opening door to Berlin partner and I'm opening door to everyone that I can bring value for them. Them. This is this is why I built W Launch. Kind of like I wish I had this when I started. So this is for me giving back. 
But yes, I'm using LinkedIn a lot because I also think that I need to be focused. So Instagram is kind of like fun, but LinkedIn is super professional. And I think my LinkedIn today is very powerful. And I, I'm trying to send the right message. I'm trying to send the message of it's not me, me, me. It's the W Lounge. It's the Magda. But there is a reason for them to be here and not in New York or not in Israel because Berlin really need that. And you're clearly building a successful movement already. But when, when you think about taking your communications to the next level, as you probably are thinking, you know, because the movement's yes. growing so fast, what do you think about? What are the channels or the, the opportunities you see? In terms of communication? Yeah, you mentioned the media is not really priority for you at the moment, but what, what other channels or um, other opportunities? I will use the are? media hmm? or I will collaborate with mm -hmm. the media. Absolutely, yes. Uh, when time will be the right time. And, and again, the success will talk, not me talking about what's coming up. It will be there. Like, you know, we're talking about W Ranch right now, but if we would talk about that five years ago, you probably will be like skeptical. Like, why do you think you can make it? So this is exactly what I'm going to do. But I also started to be very involved in politics. So I think this is their way to influence And I see a lot of open minds that really willing to improve, willing to learn. And I love it and I appreciate that. And this is something that's very interesting for me. So we had a couple of um, specific questions we wanted to ask you, we were curious about. Do you have a role model or someone you particularly look up to in terms of, you know, they're out there really sharing their story in a really great way? You're going to laugh on me, okay? Uh, yes, I do have a role model. And I think if you don't have a role model, you're in a very bad situation. Um, this is why I, I, we built the talks by W Launch to build the role models. You know, I have 15 years old daughter at home and also son, which is 17 and a half. And I would like to give them a book, which is not uh, models uh, from Hollywood, but this is really women that are doing an impact in whatever, society, politics, um, science, technology. And this is the mission of the talk. So also to build much more role models. So for me, there are role models. Unfortunately, they're not German. They're also not Israeli. Should I name yeah, lady? Yeah, we're interested. <laughs> so... She's really not me, but she's very close to me. I, I mean, I think she was at a position that she doesn't have to do it, but she chose to do it, and she did it big time. And this is Victoria Beckham, which is actually, she could have been whatever she wants, and she chose to be very successful on and very independent and sending a message and even if she's designing something which supposed to look very shallow but as she's talking about that she's designing dress or I would say suits that really giving women to feel very empowered and you know for me actually I also changed so much recently you know the way I talk the way I'm dressed Everything, I'm using it as a communication and what message I would like to deliver. And I was very connected or related to what she, she said. Did you have any, um, what was the inspiration? You mentioned that you changed the way you, you look and you dress. And obviously you, you look extremely professional, <laughs> as you would expect from uh, someone in your position, of course. But was that a process or was there you know, a point in time we thought, I need to change something? Was, was, did you have coaching or how, how did that come about? I never had coaching, but I did have a role models. I also 
when I want to learn something, I'm just killing it, you know. I'm just diving it like crazy. Yeah. My son is like that as well, which I really support that. I will give you a like, concrete example. Like when I approached, when I was 20-something, I, I approached investors and we started to talk. It was always about how the way I look. And I was always super younger than my age. And I hated that. <laughs> I hated that because it was kind of like, I mean, I, I got the investment, but it was kind of like, let the girl play. And I hated that, you know, I always, I always told my husband, I really want to look old, you know, I really want to look <laughs> old. And this is a challenge. This is a challenge because for younger girls or women, it's a challenge to being take to, you know, to, for people to take you super seriously from, you know, for the first minute. What do you think about confidence and the whole fake it till you make it? Do you do you believe in this or do you think, I don't know, do you think you must be super qualified and 100% sure that you can do something before you jump into it? Yes. Without any doubt. If you cannot deliver, you're in a very big problem. You can talk forever, but if you cannot deliver, So at some point, then the clothes can obviously enhance, but maybe oh, they're nothing not going can to... work if you not deliver. But even if you're superstar and what you uh, actually uh, present is killing your, I would say, abilities or professionality, this is a problem. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, let's talk about communication skills that you're using daily. Um, so obviously we've touched on LinkedIn. What other platforms out there are you using? I started recently Twitter. I love it. It's not really strong. I mean, I think it's a bit shallow than LinkedIn, but I felt that I need to use it because it's touching different um, community that I want to touch. And most of the, I would say, investors are there and definitely the American are there. I'm also using WeChat for my Chinese network, which is very, very important as well. And I love it. But in terms of communication, I would say if you're young and you're only starting, choose one platform and really be, you know, the best communicator that you can and not talk too much, but be very precise. And I would definitely recommend LinkedIn. Do you have a, a sort of formulated communication strategy for what you, you're trying to achieve with the movement? Is there such a document or is there a strategy in your mind or something you've worked on with your colleagues? Uh, yes, there is. And to be honest, I have amazing, amazing advisors around me. Also Magda Group, also the movement. I'm a very good visionary, but it doesn't say that I really know to use the right word, you know. So I know... To surround myself, how to surround myself with the best, ex, you know, experts, I would say. So yes, we are working on new page that will be also on W Launch website. What is I'm a Magda? You know, when I'm doing hashtag I'm a Magda, I want to send people to somewhere. Like what it stands for. So yes, we are working on this. Absolutely. And obviously we've touched a little bit on, you know, failure and how to get through it. What is your overall approach to dealing with these, I guess, these, you know, these awkward situations or where things didn't go quite right? I mean, there's two ways of failure. Like you can run company, but always you kind of like see walls and challenges. And if you face that, you should stop and rethink if this is the right way. If you have so much challenges and obstacles, someone out there trying to tell you something. But other failure, let's call it them failure, which everyone has that. You, you have a vision, but you need to reshape it. You, you heard some no's, but this no's actually make you much more focused, precise, successful, you know, go-getter. 
So for me, it's not even failure. It's like really learning path. And I guess conversely to that, how do you celebrate success? I'm big time celebrating success <laughs> because like being an entrepreneur, uh, it's not that obviously. And running several companies, I think this is, Magda will be the sixth company I'm, I'm raising. And every small things like getting big partner, getting amazing event, this is, you know, this is a reason to celebrate. So we are stopping. We say, thank God. It was amazing. It's not obviously. And we are celebrating this. And is there f one final piece of advice, communications advice, or something you want to share with the audience that, that you know, you wish you knew 10, 15 years ago, but have learned maybe on the way? I think you should dream and vision or visualize what you really want to be. And don't think like one month or one year ahead. Think five years ahead. Think 10 years ahead. Because this is, allows you to really dream big. And I don't know a lot of women, again, in Germany, that really allow themselves to dream really big. Just go for it step by step. Know that sometimes you need to reshape it or change it. But eventually, it's small step to get to go to the bigger goal. So try to vision things and just make them reality. And to be honest, this is exactly what I learned and what I'm doing myself. Molly, thanks so much for speaking to us today. I Thank think we've you. learned a lot about communication and particularly in a difficult field, which is investing um, and obviously, you know, how to break into a new city and build up your network. So thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Speak Like a CEO. For bonus material from the show and to learn more about this week's amazing guest, make sure to head to our website, howtospeaklikeaceo.com and sign up to our newsletter to receive exclusive offers. Don't forget, our book of the same name is also out now and available to buy online. You can also find us on Twitter at likeaceo underscore and Instagram at eurobsocoms for the latest updates from the show. See you next time.